My name is Brendan Kelly, and this is episode nine. Um, technical difficulties? Anything going on? Uh, I think I'm good. I can't hear hello, anything. Hello, but can I you? can hear you guys in studio. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if you can. Hear I think it might be your headphones. I'm it chilling. probably is. My I'm not hearing headphones. anything either. But uh, it sounds like we're live. So. I mean, we're getting audio waves. It's just, can you guys not? Oh, we're live. Oh, we oh, we're live. Oh, we're live. We live, baby. Um, we live. I can't hear anything. Try fiddling what? with your... It's uh, fine. I can hear you guys like this. It's all just right, so we are live. We're just And we are back. We are a top 16 Boston podcast of the year. According, we're, we're according, according to who? We are according a top, 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 top six. We're a top six Boston talk show. I changed the uh, Twitter bio. Yeah, we... Um, what did you change <laughs> it to that? <laughs> You know, no, this is our, this our second award for the show. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe second and third. If we're we gotta add a new trophy to the Snapchat group. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, but, sure. um, That's right. You know, we uh, we are back after um, you know Thanksgiving break, which I hope was you know refreshing and you know well well spent with uh, friends and family back home for all of you, um, especially you guys in the studio. I didn't introduce anyone; I just went right into my name. But I'm Brendan Kelly, joined as always by my co-host Ethan Hurwitz, Michael King, Seth Romwitz. Episode Ooh. nine here. What a day. Good to be back. We uh, we have a good episode, you know. Patriots played last night. We're going to get into that in a second. Celtics and Bruins are both outstanding <clears throat> to the point where it's like we are getting blessed as a Boston sports radio show to be able to talk about such talented teams that are doing so well right now. And I'm excited to talk about them. And uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into some you know random stuff at the end of the episode. But as always, we'll start off with our New England Patriots talk, mm-hmm. who are sitting at six and six. They're coming off a tough, and I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize the tough, a tough home loss against division foe in the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, initial thoughts. This is as fresh of an episode following a Pats game as we probably will ever get. So you know, they played last night, home crowd. It looked like they the game was in reach and just ah oh, slipped away. So yeah. an, initial thoughts on that, fellas. Not good. Yeah. Not, no, no bueno. Not good. No bueno. I put no bueno in my Instagram post. Um, yeah, it was gross. The fact that a rookie cornerback who had never played offense before today was your leading receiver. <laughs> the fact that you scored your only your, touchdown of the game. Your starting left tackle um, was under the flu, and everyone was like, oh, he's going to have a flu game. And Trent, Trent Brown, Brown just kept trying to and eat Trent the Brown grass. was just eating ground. Um, <laughs> the fact that. Mac Jones was swearing to the coaches and running off and not good. Hey, not good. Um, yeah, Devin, yeah, definitely, you know, the best way to describe it. You know, I, you know, as I'm watching the game and you guys can, you know, type in when you, you agree with me or disagree. But the game, the game looked like it was like it, it was, was in reach. Yeah, I mean, the defense only let up seven points in the mm-hmm. second half. Like, that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. But. The offense, I think you were saying something yesterday, Ethan. The offense can never play well when the defense right. plays well, and the defense can never give the offense a break. Yeah, it's it's rough because, you know, it was in reach, folks kicking the 48-yard field goal and comes up an inch short. Yeah, and at that, that point, and then you go to halftime, you, you're 24 down, to 10. You're down at halftime, and it's 17 to 7. Or 17 to 10. It's 17 7 instead of 17 10. And at that point, it's a one-score game, and whatever you know, stuff goes differently. But he misses that kick. The Bills, who destroyed the Pats in terms of time of possession, um, yeah, like they tripled it or something. Um, and so they just kept the Patriots' offense on the field. And when the Patriots' offense was actually on the field, it was zero-yard run, zero-yard run, incomplete, 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 and it was 
yeah. a brutal showing. They ran no play action once again, and it just seemed like once the defense finally got a stop against a very good Bills offense, the very bad Patriots offense also stopped themselves right in their tracks and put the defense right back on the field. Yeah, that, I mean, it just, they couldn't finish it out on either side of the ball, in my opinion. You know, they, they had plays where they, they had them in a third down, third and 10, third and 20, and they, you know, Josh Allen's a very special player. He was able to convert on those plays. But I think the Patriots just, they get so close to winning these games. And I, I, you know, I don't think the game last night was winnable towards the end. You know, look at the final score, you're like, this game wasn't close. But at times, you know, this Patriots could have won that game. They could have won the game last week against the Vikings. Um, another tough, you know, close loss at the end. And, you know, it comes down to a couple of plays. You know, something I noticed for sure was definitely, you know, it was, I believe it was like a third, it was a third down play. The Patriots had, had a really good defensive drive. And, you know, there was like a, a flag or there was like some call that went against the defense. It was like either pass interference or something. It set the Bills up for, you know, a touchdown. And that led to, you know, Josh Allen's special fading out of bounds touchdown throw, which... That was just a remarkable play by Josh Allen. I'm not even going to deny that. He he did it last year in the wild card game, and he did it again, and the defense both times just collapsed. They just fell in love with where the ball was, and they weren't on their man at all. I I, I never played football growing up, and, you know, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but I I was was just looking at the the end zone, um, you know, secondary. They looked like they just kind of given up. Like, you know, they had all thought Josh Allen must have gone out of bounds, but, you know, Anything in any sport, you know, you learn to play until the the whistle, or you right. play until the the play is over. And that, you know, in that point of view, it's tough because it's like maybe Gabe Davis wouldn't have been open if it you know if it wasn't for the defense kind of just being like ah oh, he's out of bounds, and then he made that remarkable throw connecting for the touchdown pass. So yeah, um, you know, looking ahead, we're going to Arizona next week, um, six and six. Uh, Arizona kind of. In a similar situation where they don't really have it figured out right now, I wouldn't say the Cardinals are a team that's like makes me extremely nervous. But then again, you every you know it's not like the olden days with the Patriots where you're like, yeah, the team doesn't know what they're doing. Like we're gonna walk in there and, and take it. I mean, I feel like it's every game has to be you have to be giving we're it your have all. To be one thousand percent locked in at all times. So and you have a long week. And by we, I mean the Patriots. And you have a long no, we're part of the team. Um, <laughs> you have a long week. Um, you have. An extra few days. You got Thursday to Sunday, then you got Sunday to Sunday, and then you got Monday the game day. It is a perfect time to move on from Matt Patricia, bring in a new offensive coordinator, and get him acclimated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, I think that most of the Pats players should be getting together this week to watch the Cardinals play on Sunday, just so that they can, um, you know. Yeah. Team bonding. Yeah, also. that sure, but get some pizza. That's just you know at face value. What do they see from the team? You know, <laughs> um, obviously, last night the offensive line was probably the worst it's been all year. Bad. I think um, that was probably the worst I've ever seen it. Um, Trent Brown, like we said earlier, um, he just kept diving at the ground trying right. to chop. Uh, the defensive end, but it just never works. The defensive end would just take one step. Yeah, he just looked like he didn't want to be there. And personally, I, I think, don't think that he should be here. Uh, yeah, um, I I saw some some reporter that was in the locker room said that he looked visibly ill and that he shouldn't have been playing. But because they had already lost Kajust and win, that he was basically forced to play. Was he licensed? Ill. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Ah, I get it. Sorry. The joke was literally given to you. I was, I was distracted because no. Passon just tweeted that the Red Sox signed Chris Martin. 
Who's that? Who's oh, that? Coldplay. Yeah, that's, like, that's <laughs> a Coldplay from nice. a two-year deal relief really pitcher. Thirty-six for seventeen and a half million. He really? just he pitched for the Dodgers. Chris Martin. Uh, yeah, is thirty-six hey, I mean, young it's, for baseball? It's a pitcher. It's a relief it, pitcher. We'll is thirty-six it. old or young for baseball? Thirty-six. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's on the back end. Yeah. All right, so he's like this is like a. Well, he was decent last year, right? Yeah, he was pretty good last year. Okay, well then we like that. According to Jeff Passan, was quote magnificent for the Dodgers. And parlayed it into a multi-year deal. Yeah. All right. I'm well, right. Good. Good. I think it's it's a, something. I think that's, good. that's a good transition to the Red Sox. Yeah. High and Bloom is addressing the bullpen. Yeah. Well, we're not there yet. I <laughs> yeah, that is Ben. Your Red Sox. Actually. Right. Uh, what it, Connor McGovern is what like number four on your depth chart coming into the season. Coming into the season, they signed Connor him two McGovern. weeks ago. Two Not Connor McGovern, Connor McDermott. 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 McGovern's on the Jets. Yeah. My fault. McDermott, McDermott was, was on, the on the Jets, and the Pats signed him off the Jets so practice bad. squad. Yeah. He's Connor McDermott, okay. former Patriot got, draft pick. Imagine getting whoever, cut from the Jets' active roster and signed to their practice mm-hmm. roster. The Jets. Yeah, Who would have thought that? Who would have thunk it? Jets yeah. are crap. Uh, the Jets, jets are suck, The Jets are poop. I want to talk about uh, Mac Jones for a second as well. Okay. Um, okay. You had also mentioned this in the beginning when um, you talked about how he was visibly frustrated and how the uh, even the commentary team was talking about you know he was you know yelling out profanities to the uh, yeah the cut, to the, staff. cut to the cut of Mac Jones right, right. Um, it. I don't think that he played bad at all actually I think that he I think that his pocket presence was as good as it could have been this uh, this past game with how bad his offensive line protected uh, him. Uh, we've never really seen him run around the field before like he did last night because he was just trying to find anybody, trying to make any play. Um, I remember that one play where he, he ran from like the left sideline to the right sideline and all he did was eventually just throw it out of bounds. But um I, th- I think the last two games, he's been pretty good, obviously. He's very good against the Vikings. Um, it, I don't think he's the problem, but, you know, I think he's also got to start trying to show that he can do things on his own as well so that we don't have to rely on having, like, five guys in the offensive line who are pro bowlers just so that Mac Jones can throw the ball. But um, I also wanted to say that... Um, Ramondre Stevenson is uh, carrying this offense the best he can, though. He is the offensive MVP this year, without a doubt. Um, the broadcast said last night that he is only second in the league, or he's second to Derrick Henry in the league in yards after contact, which is just, you know, when you're behind Derrick Henry in that, pretty that good. means you're pretty good. Yeah. You might as well just consider that first place. Mm, it's right. It's not first place. Well, technically, no, but... You might as well, because Derrick Henry's not getting, you know, tackled. Yeah. He's on a, <laughs> a fourth-round rookie contract, lying. and he's putting, yes. you know, that's that's an yeah, extremely good place to be He's in. about to run their previous starting running back out of town as well. Yeah, yeah I, Damian I, Harris can't stay on the field. I, you know, yeah, I think, it, I think at this point it's, I it's love probably we'll see kid that we can officially say he's not coming back. It's going to be I, one of those things I where I definitely do love him, though. He's 100%. It, it sucks because he's like Mac Jones' like best friend, but it's going to be something where um, he's probably going to go. The Pats are probably going to say, you can go and check out free agency if you want, and if you don't get any deal, we'll, we'll be here for you. We'll be here for like a one-year incentive deal mm. as the right. backup, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Damian Harris had an all-time season last year. He had like 15 touchdowns. He... 
broke his way into the top 50 all-time in Patriots history yeah. in rushing touchdowns and then cannot stay on the field, whether it's a knee injury or a foot injury or thigh, a, a thigh injury or a, the, he's sick for two weeks. Right. And it's, yeah. Um, and Ramondre is playing well enough in which you're... Ramondre has never been hurt, really. Right. Obviously, I'm knocking on wood there. Um, he's been their leading receiver in terms of receptions this year. He's probably been, honestly... I might go out here on a limb to say he's the best pass-catching running back in the league this year. Um, you literally said yesterday that you were like, oh, dude, he's not even that good out of the backfield catching passes. It's, well, it's, it's just, just they throw to him every so, single play. He's so, he's so reliable because when you throw it to him, he's getting at least like five yards. Because yeah, if, you throw, if you throw it to him on the line of scrimmage, he's breaking two tackles. Like, he just doesn't go down. It is like... I don't even know how to describe it. It is just so fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you see him. He's in there pretty much every play. Yeah, he's like, a workhorse for sure. Um, and the, just his his size and his ability to to block when our terrible offensive line gives out. He has thrown some good super blocks. underrated. Um, you know, he's big body and he can at least hold him off for a little bit. And if he's not throwing a block, like you said, he's out catching passes because Mac tends to dump off to him when you know our receiving court fails to get open or Mac doesn't see him. Um, definitely something I noticed last night, which is Mac was just getting out of that pocket and he was running. Like, he wasn't giving up on the plays very quickly, you know. He was running these S things where he's like, oh, you almost got me. Oh, you almost got me. And go back he was, and forth, he was back getting and forth shifty and, last night. I, yeah, I like seeing that from him. But yeah, um, definitely know, didn't think he, he had it in him. But um, this might be my buddy Sammy calling. Okay. Let's <laughs> I was, see. Um, I was going to say, who well, is calling? I told him in, but if, if it's Sammy, we'll probably go to um, Celtics. So. All right. Uh, caller, is this Sammy by any chance? It is. What's up, Sammy? How we doing? Good, BK. How about you, man? Good, good. Appreciate you calling in. Um, so we're just finishing up our Patriots talk. You know, I know you were watching the game last night because we were talking about it while it was going on. Um, as a Giants fan, well, you know, outside perspective on the Patriots, you know, what are your thoughts on last night's game? And do you see um, it having like a kind of a just what are your thoughts on last night's game? Yeah, well, I don't know if you guys touched on these topics already. Obviously, last night, I think, was a pretty big game for the Patriots. Um, you know, it, it's hard, obviously. Buffalo is a great team. I think they're pretty likely going to win this division, although Miami could catch them. Yeah. I think the Patriots offense, um, I don't know. Did they finish with 10 points? I kind of turned it off with like five minutes left. I know they're at seven. Did they finish with like 10 or something? I think they had 10, They finished yeah. with 10. Yeah, 24 to 10 final? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which, yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not like you know heavily following the Patriots, so I don't want to be the guy to make like yeah. an unfair claim or something. I'm not particularly informed that. Yeah. Um. You know, as a Giants fan, is Joe Judge the OC over there? Matt Patricia is one of those guys, right? I guess they're working. We together. think it's Matt Patricia. It's Patri- well, we Patricia's, don't know. <laughs> Patricia's the one calling plays, but Joe Judge is usually the one who I think his t- official title is quarterbacks coach. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, as a Giants fan, I've been accustomed to bad offense under Joe Judge for the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um. I find it quite curious. I know we've talked about this. I don't get how Matt Patricia could go from defensive coordinator to head coach and then offensive coordinator. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. That's what I've been saying. saying. It's one of these things where I have never seen it in my four years of running an Instagram page for the Pats. Uh, I have never seen anything be so continued, like, so... I'm looking for Go the word. Spit it out. Yeah, I'm struggling. He's working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I've, I learned how to talk. Um, basically, like I've never seen all Pats fans come together and agree on one topic as as much as as this one, as much as. 
people, you know, rag on Mac Jones or the receivers or the offensive line. It all comes down to the fact that you don't have a competent offensive play caller. Yeah. And that's something that I think every Patriots fan has seen. I think the players are now coming out and addressing that they need a better offensive attack. And it's just, it's turned into a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was definitely interesting for sure. And, uh, you know, we'll, we play them again in what, like two weeks? Something. We play the Bills. I think we play them the last week. Oh, yeah, okay. Like so never mind. There's a little bit now. more time. Um, we play them again like January, what, 8th or 7th? One yeah. Of those two. January 3rd, maybe. So just to transition into a topic that Sammy and I talk about all the time, you know, the Boston Celtics are right now on a four game win streak and they play the Heat. Tonight at 7.30. You know, this is a back-to-back series with them. Um, you know, it's obviously a personal series. So, Sammy, you know, what are your thoughts on tonight's game with the Heat and just kind of how the Celtics have been doing lately? Well, obviously, I think, you know, as you guys just mentioned, I think Tatum said something about a post-game. It's kind of like home-and-home home series with the Heat. Or actually, it's not a home-and-home. Home. They're just playing them two times in a row. Yeah, it's yeah I saw that in too. It's like a playoff series um, yep. type thing, right? So. One thing I think the Celtics, they put up like 130-something points on Wednesday, but yeah. they also gave up 120. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the biggest key to their success last year is obviously how great they were defensively, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, last year they didn't have the best offense in league history at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think if there's one adjustment, um, there is to be made. And, you know, I'm not like terribly um, well-informed like the X's and O's of things, but I would just like to see, you know, giving up 120 points is a lot. Maybe if we can... Yeah, you know, play a little better that. defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep everything the same as much as you can on offense, right? I mean, you can't expect Tatum to go for fifty again, but yeah, um, you know, Brown's been playing well. All the other guys been playing well, so I guess just more of the same offensively from Wednesday night, and you know, just tighten things up a little bit on the defensive end. I yeah. think they should be able to win. Definitely, it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely been like a completely opposite season from last year, where we're still winning games handedly, but. Instead of the defense doing it, the offense is absolutely carrying the load here. The last five games, they've scored 130 points, like yep, on average. Yep. Like we haven't seen this type this type of offense from the Celtics in a while, and they're absolutely booming right now. And Tatum, I think, is number two right now in your MVP race. I don't think that mm-hmm. I don't think anybody below him can get above him right now. And I think the only person who is above him is Luka Doncic. Yeah. Um, Celtics, they have a, they have a fun schedule coming up. You know, we got Heat tonight. We got Nets on Sunday, which that'll be fun. Um, is Kyrie playing again? Uh, yeah, I think he's so. back. I, I don't, obviously, yeah, I don't follow the Nets, but Heat, Nets, Raptors, Suns, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers. Yeah, that is a fun stretch. That's a real fun stretch. We get a lot of rematches of last year's playoff series. Um, you know, the Suns were a team that I think if we made the finals. Coming out of the bubble, we would have beat the Heat. Um, the that Warriors was game is on ABC, too. And then, yeah, rematch with the Warriors, so that'll be fun. And Clippers are supposed to be, um, yeah, they're supposed to be. They're, you know, I don't know the status of Kawhi. I know, he, I know he's still out with that injury. I think but, he just came back to oh, practice yeah? today, yeah. But, um, you know, Sammy, just to, to wrap up, you know, Dylan, I don't want to keep you on too long, but, um, you know, how do you see the Celtics doing with this next, you know, couple of games? Do you think they... they continue this level of dominance or do you think it levels out a little bit yeah i mean i can only hope they continue this level of dominance i think this west coast trip in the next week um or two that's going to be huge right is it like five or six games i'm not really sure yeah it's, but it's if they something can, like that right and like years past you know i hope for you know three and two just get by get out of the uh the west coast above 500 
you know, this team, we're 19-18-4 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is it crazy to expect they can go 4-1 and or even 5-0? and Maybe it's wishful thinking, but that's what I would love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it, it's way easier said than done to go across the country um, and win all these games. But, yeah, this is going to be a huge stretch. If they can, If they can win over these next seven games, like five or so, they can start to distance themselves um, from the rest of the East besides Milwaukee, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just keep building, right? I mean, this is the thing about the Celtics last year. We felt they are so inconsistent in the first half, and then towards the second half, they started to um, really together. play all together. And yep. this first half of the season, the first quarter, I guess, I mean, it's been nothing but consistent, other than a couple games in Chicago, right, where they've, they've let down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they've just steamrolled every single team they play. Um, yeah. And, you know, more of the same would be great. Um, I really want to beat the Nets on Sunday night. Yeah, that one's I personal for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one's definitely personal. Then get back at the Warriors in a week. Yeah, really set the tone. I'll just be super happy. Yeah. Um, two more things, and then I'll let you go, Sammy. Al okay. Horford got a two-year contract extension, uh, which will, I believe, keep him in Boston until the 2023-24 season. Um, you know, people obviously are talking about we don't want history to repeat itself, and Al to go get a contract somewhere else and really set the team back like he did with Philly. Um, what are your thoughts on that contract? You think it makes sense, or you think it's kind of like a well, we're going to try to win now and worry about the money later type of thing. I think it's actually a brilliant contract. Um, $10 million a year in today's NBA, you know, for us, obviously, that's a ton of money. But, like, in the NBA today, $10 million a year, I don't think it's um, all that much. And to get a guy who you know works in the locker room, the term that's thrown around all the time, he's the glue guy, right? Yeah. Um, I just think he's a great guy to have around. I think the fact that they got it done at $10 million a year, I don't care if he's really 38, 39. Um, he's just that veteran presence that they need, and everyone loves him. And he's still a good player, so um, you know I think it's, it's a win now move, but it's you know it's a win now and a win for the next two or three years type move at the same time. So I think it's great. Yep. And, um, and finally, they uh, they asked this question. The reporters asked this question, and you guys can chime in on this as well. The reporters asked Jalen Brown and Joe Mazzulla how he felt about the royal prince of and princess of blah 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 being at the game. Oh, geez. and they both were like. <laughs> they, were, they were like respectfully I do not and you guys know where the rest of yeah, that sentence goes like, um, Sammy do you feel the same way just you know it was, I just they kept cutting to it on NBC Sports Boston and I'm like I mean of course they did because it's like, the Royals I, but personally like who cares no one cares family. about the royal family as much as American white women yeah well <laughs> I, mean, wait, I, wait, I couldn't wait, say wait, it any wait, better wait, than why, that why were they there why, look why are they in America I don't know uh, the, apparently it was because their daughter their child is going to school and obviously Boston is well why aren't known they just for a lot of going good to colleges and, did you see where they live the Boston? colleges yeah, their children are like oldest is seven alright maybe I'm wrong then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I read something or heard why something. would they go to a Celtics game well maybe they were in Boston they went to a Boston market and somebody they interviewed was like I didn't invite them here. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. So it was um, people we do in not care. What, Somerville. It's we Somerville. Do the we do not town care. of Somerville. There's a video I can show you guys. Can don't, care. don't care. They don't love care. their market. Still don't care. They love their market don't baskets. Care. And there's a street or a town in Boston that has like four or five market baskets. Yeah. And I guess one of them closed during COVID. Whatever. The video is ridiculous. But yes. Some guy got all upset that he wouldn't be able to go to Market Basket because of all the publicity and media that would be following the royal family. Yeah, man. People need to get their groceries. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and Thanksgiving, you got to restock after the family leaves. Pre-Christmas, you got to get that food yeah, in before everybody's getting yeah, that Yeah, risky Christmas business rush. for the prince and princess of Wales to come to where America was founded after Wales. Yeah, what? after we, after after we the knocked World them Cup? out of the World Cup. Yeah. Even though we balls. tied. That's but, yeah. Balls. 
but yeah. <laughs> that took balls. And um, Sammy, do you feel the same way as uh, to show your coaches? face around these the guys? Ball. The tired, yeah, um, the heart of the revolution. Right. I, I think, I don't know. I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, like, <laughs> it's going all the game. I don't need to see the camera cutting to them. Literally, it, it felt like It was every basket. basket they cut to them, and they're just sitting there, like, smiling because they have probably no was idea it, how basketball works. <laughs> Jason Tatum scored a basket. Then you see um, the wife, Will, Prince, Will whatever. Go, Will, Prince William go over to Kate and go, He's really good. Like, everybody knows this. Everybody knows he's good. Yeah, it was definitely frustrating, especially, like, they just, like you said, Sammy, literally every play they're cutting to them. I'm like, cut to the fans or cut to, like, the bench. Like, come on. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm glad we're past that. And I, these bobos from Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's response was so funny. He's like, yeah, it was just a, it was a regular night for, for me. Like, I, I did not so care. And it was just the most, like, respectful way to say, like, we do, we do not Jaylen care. Jalen Brown is my favorite player on the Celtics. He's not so funny. Marcus Smart. Yeah, but uh, other than that, Sam, any final thoughts on, you know, the Celtics in general as we uh, kind of transition to probably the Boston Bruins. Um, no, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Let's keep this uh, these winning ways going in Boston, both of the Bruins and the Celtics. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for having me. No problem, Sam. It's always good to have you on, bud. All right, see you later. All right, later, guys. Yeah. Did you get a chance to meet with the Royal family? And if not, how was it like having them there in the building? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? <laughs> <laughs> the Prince and Princess of Wales. Oh, no, I did not. I'm only familiar with one royal family. I don't know too much about that one. Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulli. Right. What a class answer, by the way. It's ridiculous because that same lady clearly had a goal to get... Why did she ask Jalen the same she question? She asked Jay, There was the same woman and that asked Jalen the question. Had, she's probably she, from an entertainment outlet. Though. She probably right, had her story she, already she came in, She right. probably came from the Daily Mail I was, was going to say, whoever runs the credentials for the Celtics definitely was like, okay, you got ESPN, you got MB, MS, MS, NBC Sports Boston, <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you have all these people. Oh, now we got some random woman writer from People. Right, yep. And right, she, he's yeah. like, why? And now you... <laughs> what a quote, man. <laughs> Jalen Brown on the situation. Celebrities, but what was it like to compete in front of royalty tonight? The prince and princess of Wales were in the building. Um, it was just a regular game to me. <laughs> I like how she had to clarify, right, had to clarify who the royal family was because Missoula said Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Donnie Wahlberger could be in the building and they'd say that he's the royal family. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is the royal family when it comes to Boston. Wal- Wahlberg, Damon, and Affleck. That's the royal family right, in that area. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Clam chowder, baby. Yep. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, no, they're honest. And, I, you know, I love it because I'm sitting there watching the TV. I'm like, why do they keep cutting? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> like, we're, we're, we yeah, don't, none of us care. I personally do not care about the world family. We don't, like, don't, I hate, it should not be forced on us as Americans. We just tied them in the World Cup. So, like, it's called soccer, baby. It's called soccer. All right. Like, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, no, I don't understand the fascination Ooh, with it. Breaking news in, in the world of baseball. More? Former Red Sox Franchi Cordero signs with Baltimore Orioles. Wow! Thank God, get wow. out of here. That is breaking. Oh, really? Any king bomb? Anywho, <laughs> let's go. Get him out of here. Also, now I'm going to have to listen for to Maz talk about him. I was going to say he's going to hit for 300. Franchi sucks. I tweeted this out today, and you like this tweet, did um, I? Ethan Hurwitz on the mic. I don't know. Sometimes I just see your <laughs> wow. stuff, and I yeah, just yeah, I, I just learned like about it just this because my last like, period. Um, in 1996, Brennan, in 1996, Matt Patricia was arrested and indicted by a grand jury in a sexual assault case that was ultimately dismissed. Really? 
That this got new, swept under the the rug. That's went, the New England the, spirit. Was it was, this in got announced. Well, not ninety six, but this was announced after he'd been hired as the Lions head coach. I guess. Why do they wait to announce stuff like that until somebody like? Why don't they just announce though? it now? Why don't they announce it now? Why don't they just say announce something it now about it so when we can have happens. a new offensive coordinator? <laughs> yeah, true. That's something we're we starting do. an anti Matt Patricia get, get that, campaign. Right, get this get back on the front page. To blow up. If you get it to the right group of um, just Patriots fans, people like that the like, Facebook people, yes, the people yes. that like the royal family, yeah, those, yeah, type yeah. Of those type of New England people that like the royal family and care about that. Hey, if the if Pat Nation hates Matt Patricia that much, maybe we can all work together to get something done here. Hey, realistically, Josh McDaniel is going to get fired, and he's going to come back like he has like four other times. Honestly, I would not be shocked if that's what. That's what's going to happen. It's happened. Not be shocked. It's happened once before. Yeah, when he went to Denver. Yeah, went to Denver, and I think he was like, didn't he start like six and zero? But he was like cheating, and then after that, he like was horrible. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Yeah, what was he? What was he doing? He was accused of some Spygate. Right, he was filming. It was filming. Illegally. It was more illegal than what the Patriots Spygate thing is, but that, of course, got linked back to the, the whole Belichick. Of course it did, because yeah, Belichick probably taught him that. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so Boston Celtics, just to wrap it up, you know, they, we hit on it when Sam was on the show, but we got a couple of big games coming up, and, you know, similar to them, the Boston Bruins have had a kind of uh, couple... Bruins also have some huge games coming up as well. Yeah, they're about halfway through what I would call, like, the tough stretch of the first half of the season where... the toughest stretch of the year for them, honestly. Um, they're playing really competitive teams, teams that are more than likely to be in Stanley Cup conversation, and, you know, I love these tests. You know, I think it really proves and shows if a team is able to contend or if they're playing the Magic and they're playing, you know, the... the what's the team in... Um, why am I blanking? The Will Ferrell movie? Semi-pro. Whatever that team's oh, called. Flint, the, the yeah. Flint Tropics. Tropics. They've been playing like a Flint Tropics S team and winning. And they're like, uh, you know, we know we're, we're legit. Jackie we're playing. Moon. Yeah. So these, these series, you know, they are playing very talented teams are Extremely. very beneficial for, They you know, play the, the Golden Knights twice in the span of six days. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow The night. Knights are one of the more bizarre teams. Like they they're, go through an expansion draft. Go to the Stanley Cup, then they become so mid, and now they're like near yeah, the top of the. Average. They're now like they're, the best team in the West. I think. Yeah, now that they're like the top of the West. How does that? At one point, they had the same record as the Bruins. Yeah, I was going to say they're also talented. something as confusing is I saw some stat that the Bruins are like five and zero in the last five games against Tampa Bay, yeah. which also sort of got swept under the rug. But that's like. That's a big Tampa game. Bay is known as, you That's know, huge. like... Tampa the, Bay's they are the standard. Tampa Bay has been known right. as our kryptonite They are the, the standard. They are what people say is, who do you think is going to come out of the East every year? It's Tampa. usually Tampa. But the, the Bruins have had Tampa's number five going to three. back in the last year. November 21st, 5-3, to three, which was huge because at was one point game. they were up 5-1. to one. Yeah, we came back and won that game. That was great. Um, and then the Bruins beat them... Uh, the last two uh, times we played them, we beat eight them. Eight days later on yep. the 29th, 3-1. to one. Yep. And I think Taylor Hall scored two in that the game. The Bruins have been extremely dominant against extremely good teams. Yeah, and, I'm right. Um, they, yeah, undefeated might, at home. That's pretty I was going to say, they might be going through a little tough stretch now because uh, Jim Montgomery was at the Patriots game. Yeah. So he might have might, carried that. Some that, of that yeah, losing yeah, yeah, might have yeah, 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 as, as, as Luke Hughes said about the Devils, they're on a two-game heater right now. So Two-game yeah, heater. Surprisingly enough, the Devils are kind of chasing us right now. Devil, they both have the same amount of wins. And I think I know Devils why. just because have, they have Eric Halla. That's true. I think that might be it. No, it's Luke. Luke. It's Luke Hughes and Nico Hirschheiser. And Eric Hall. All righty. All right. All right. All right. 
Mm-hmm. I'd say it's a pretty. I mean, my thoughts on Pavel Zaka though. I mean, like he hasn't done anything yeah, we, wrong. We we gave up uh, yeah, we gave up Halla for Zaka there. Which, at the time, I'm like, if they're giving us, if they're, if they're only taking Eric Halla for Pavel Zaka, how good this can this guy be? But. Yeah, not he, he he's not bad. He was pretty good last year. To yeah, be he honest was with you, serviceable. He was he had to man the second line all year for most for the most part, and he did a pretty yeah, he I had a pretty good job. I wouldn't be opposed. Like I think he's probably better than Nozick in my opinion. Like, oh, he'd yeah. be a better fourth line center, but um, he's, he's too good to play on the fourth line though. He's not that bad. No, no, like, and I I don't disagree with that. Um, but definitely uh, interesting situation. Listen to this though, Zaka. Um, Fifteen points through twenty-two games. That's definitely not bad at all. He's he's um, but he's only scored three goals. I I think he's like a quiet. He, he won't do anything like crazy any night. But then he'll have he'll have like a very serviceable goal here and there. Like he'll put you up two one or he'll, he'll put you know. I don't think I don't see him as like a game winning like dishing X the factor. Rock. But he's been he's, dishing the rock. Well he's a big body year. and he's playing well on the I believe the third line, second line. They move him around, but you know he's he's. He's big physical guy. I think he fits kind of the timeline. Like he's younger, and you know he's he could. There's potential for him to kind of have a not like a breakout yeah. Taylor Hall like type of year, but oh, no, obviously, yeah. Not. You know, there's a lot of guys in the Bruins that are overachieving, and we've already hit on Clifton, so I won't go into another segment about him. But David Pasternak wow. is having a career year. After I'd say last year was pretty. It was a down year for him. You know, he was going through some stuff in his personal life. You know, it wasn't ex- exactly. You know his best performance, but this year he's really ascending and he's doing it at the right time because the he's Bruins are going to thirty-two points and have to games. give him the money. They're going to they have to. There's no choice. Like you, you pay David Pasternak whatever he wants, and you just yeah. and no. Who's going to say? Who's going to be upset with that? Is there any Bruins fan that's going to be upset with that? No. Nope. The only people that'll be upset with that is the rest of the NHL. It's like, dang, the Bruins actually didn't cheap out now and they like right. brought him back. So. Want to hear something that actually is making me very happy? Is yeah. that. That Hampus Lindholm trade that we made last year. That what yeah, did we give first, up again? We gave up our Hovac and Einan. Yeah. But when that trade first happened, that was like a uh, people sort of viewed Urho as like the next sort of He he was a first round pick. Right. Another a top guy that was brought in to be a top six defense or top four defensive um yeah. defensive player. And he got shipped away before he even played like what four games here. Trade details for that, but Hampus Lindholm has been fantastic and is on pace for his career season. It's it's actually spectacular how well he's done. Um, I think McAvoy's injury actually helped him in a sense because he got to be the guy. Like he was not one B. He wasn't like in the shadow like Jalen Brown is. But Mike's going to give us the trade details. I remember exactly when this trade broke. It was was, I was happy about it at the time. This was actually a big seeing this again for the. Seeing this again, yeah. um, uh, so we got Lindholm and Cody Curran, who I don't even think he's, he's like a depth. De- is he a def- yeah. depth okay. forward? He's a depth guy. He's um, depth. But the good thing about this trade, which I think was underrated and sort of swept under the rug, was that the Ducks paid half his salary for the rest of the year. Yeah, before and, they extended him, which and then nice. and then they extended him eight years, fifty-two million, which. That's pretty well deserved for how he's playing right now. Right. He's, that's going to um, be like a he's got steal like if he points. continues to play like this. He's been yeah, he's been an absolute beast on the offensive end this year. But um, we gave up Erho Vakaninen, John Moore, twenty twenty two first round pick, and then two second rounders in this upcoming draft and in twenty twenty four. And you know, if you just breaking down that trade, Bruins don't hit on first round picks. Let's be fair, they don't. Now that's why it's Vakaninen like one every five years they get one. 
So if you really look at it, John Moore was on a terrible contract. They were paying John Moore money to be like a top four guy, and he obviously was not a top four guy. He was a service where he's in and out of the sixth line or third line of six-man defense. So getting he's rid of him was fun. Yeah, he's, he's just de- he's the definition of a had, No, I remember he had a bad contract because obviously the Bruins are tight in cap all the time. But, you know. Look at this, though. Nick Foligno has, I think he has more points than he had last year yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just got 13. He, yeah, he, no, he's he got passed that in like the first like, two yeah, weeks. No, it was, it was Brendan, like, stopped, nice. Brendan stopped admitting uh, that he was a real person. I think I apologize, but if I haven't, you know. You haven't. I think I Ooh, did, but I'll do it again. Like, listen, I I, sh- I you know hated on him, but rightfully so. He was eight years, two, two eight year, eight mil over two years. You know that's big money to be playing fourth line and not doing anything. This year he's playing fourth line. He's doing something. You know he's actually leading, and I think he's fully adjusted. So, you know, props to him for figuring it out. I'm glad he has because having that fourth line punch has worked for the Bruins in the past. You look at 2019, Nolachari, uh, Sean Corrali, and. Uh, Nordstrom, like that, that line was legit. Like they went in there, they got stuff done. So, you know, I'm glad that he's figuring it out. I'm glad AJ Greer is getting minutes. I absolutely love him. He's fun. He brings energy and he brings like that young guy that wants it, which I've been saying since last year. I wanted Anton Blee to be that guy. Unfortunately, didn't get to be, but AJ Greer is getting that opportunity. So, you know, there's a lot of people firing at all cylinders. Um, And yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the goal, even the goalie situation we have. Last year, we're looking at a Jeremy Swayman breakout year. You know, he, he was in his rookie year, and, you know, he got a full time job. And you're looking at Hampus Lindholm, who we signed from the Buffalo Sabres, who at the time, you know, they gave him a big contract. And I remember last year, people going, we should explore a Lindholm, tra- or not, um, yeah, the, the Olmark. Goal- Olmark. Yeah, Olmark. If, I apologize for that. Olmark trade because he was on a pretty. You know, a bigger end contract for a goaltender, and he wasn't even starting because Swayman was having a breakout year. But if you look at him this year, he is extremely overachieving, Vezina. and he's he's having a, a, an excellent season. I mean, I mean, yeah, Swayman's been, actually a beast this year. Swayman's been in and out with injuries, and even when Swayman's in, he's you look at been Lindholm compared to last year. Olmark is literally having like a perfect season at the perfect time for the Boston Bruins. And he's not, he's not, I wouldn't say he's old, but he's, he brings his veteran presence. You know, he's been in the league for a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's 29. Oh, you beat me to it. I don't, I don't even look like, you know, normally this time of year for both the Celtics and the Bruins, I'm not looking for them to do anything. Like I'm just looking for them to stay healthy and stay consistent. Like there's no need to discuss who should they bring in. Seven losses combined between the two of them, which is ridiculous. And And I think he's he's set the record for, um, Least amount of losses through X amount of games for two teams that play in the same arena. Yeah, for, no, it's very for the way he's playing this year, he's making less than a million dollars, which is huge. That's as well. a steal. That is an absolute robbery. But I mean, hey, we'll pay him. We'll gladly pay him if he's going to keep uh, producing like this. Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, why not? And also, one more thing that I wanted to point out: looking at the um, looking at the Bruins team here on NHL.com. Something that jumped out to me is I was looking at shot percentage, mm-hmm. where obviously, if you don't know what that is, it's the amount of shots that go in oh compared to the amount of shots you shoot. David Krejci leading the team by a lot. He's scoring on 30% of his shots. I was going to say, yeah, dude, 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 knows he's, dude knows he's hanging them up and just wants to get shots, as many though. shots as he What's wants. What's up? On 27 shots, though. doesn't gotta, matter. I mean, when, you're, when you're shooting, that's what... Uh, that, that, the thing for him is... When he's shooting, he's like, this is going in. I mean, that's true. But, like, he's been so efficient. Um, and another thing to hit on, just the Bruins are getting Derek Forbert back. which is shooting nice. 12.8%, and he's got the most which, goals. Yeah, 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 exactly. For the amount of yeah, shots yeah. that he's taken, that's definitely not bad. Um, Taylor Hall, 14%. That's pretty good. Marshan, 16%. 
you like to see a really elite player is probably scoring around twenty percent of your goal, uh twenty percent of your shots. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know even even Jim Montgomery's defensive scheme is allowing the defenseman to get more shots on that. You know you see all around they're they're just shooting more and right. And I, I think Jim Montgomery deserves some credit. You know for this yeah hot start. I mean. The players are all overachieving, but at the same time, like I've watched the way he is in the locker room, you know, on behind the B. Shout out my guy Johnny and the rest of the crew there. But um, you know, they've been uh such a he, phenomenal show. He um he just like has a I think he has a sense of just feeling like he's like part of like the team. Like I don't think he talks down to them and he's very like, you know, in the locker room, he's like, Here's what we gotta do better and I don't really think he singles anybody out in front of the group. Like I've seen him lead, you know, Jake DeBrus comes off and he's like, Jake, I need you to like you know, I need you to block in front of the net more. I need you to get to like this. It's not. He's not calling anybody out in front of the whole team. He's not singling he's anybody out. What they can he's do just better. going like, yeah, and he's trying to know, exploit their strengths. And the locker he's coaching. Room, in the locker room, yeah, he's he, doing his job. Yeah, and he's doing he's his, doing his doing job. And he's doing it effectively. effectively. Right. And, and, you that know, was yeah, yeah. Way to set it up there, fellas. But um, um, people, t- <laughs> if you look at you know Bruce Cassidy, people people didn't get along with him. You know, the obviously one is Jake DeBrusque, who had requested a trade. Yeah, the rumor was that Bergeron was going to retire if they didn't get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that all, that'll probably all come out regardless of yeah. And then the next couple the out, of years, I yeah. bet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I recently watched a, uh, I believe it was a TSN video where they interviewed Bergeron. I love and, TSN. Um, pretty much a, uh, he was just talking about it. like he, you know, he still got some left in the tank, and you know, I think the focus is obviously right now. But if the Bruins do something very successful with this season, then, you know, who knows? They could always decide to just run it back. But obviously the the big thing we are talking about now is just like this is kind of the last dance and it's going as well as we could have possibly hoped for um, before the season started. Um, and, you know, you look at where the team was at coming off the, you know, the playoff loss to Carolina last season, a heartbreaker, a, se- a, a series I thought we could have stole. You know, it was a close back and forth yeah, we, game. I think we could have won that series. I you mean, know, obviously we, going on to the next round, I don't know who the Carolina Hurricanes ended up playing, but it probably wouldn't have been good for us anyway. We were yeah, kind of in a tough yeah. spot. But um, I think I think if the Bruins are able to pull off a championship this year and are able to retire a couple of their franchises uh, you know, fan favorites and some of their best players they've ever had. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the top feel-good moments in Boston sports history if they're able to pull this off. It, yes, I completely agree. This championship run is is long overdue. This yeah. Boston Bruins team has been competitive. We've been here for years. We just finally need to get it done one more time. Yeah, and, and on, I mean, honestly, we all we all look back on 2019 and go, that that was it. That, I mean, that, we, was, that was a it. Cinderella story. That, that was, was a team it. that wasn't supposed to win. That was a team that was, you know, an underdog, and they went in there and they, they you know, they, they beat some tough teams, and Tampa got knocked early, and they, they really had... That was the weird playoff. They had dude. a shot. That, they, know, I they saw sw- it. They swept Carolina in swept the conference Carolina. finals. They took... They took they only lost one game to Columbus, and then, you know, the blue, the, we shouldn't, I'm not even going to go into 2019, but like you said, Mike, th- this this is the championship that, if it, this one means way more than all the other ones, like it, 2013, yeah. 2019, this one means so much more. Yeah, if we, you know, Bergeron specifically is is really the, and even Krejci too, but they've yeah, been here for so long, they've been, you know, key contributors to so many successful since, like, teams. 2006, like, yeah. it's been years yeah, you know, and honestly, you know, this is the, that's the best way to potentially close the door on this era of Boston Bruins hockey is to them to go out with a bang. And you know, as cliche and you know, movie like that, that sounds like that's 
is the best way for it. Like, yeah. it, you know, that's obviously what we all dream about as Boston sports fans. But yeah, this championship is for all the kids at home who still have that Char jersey, that Lucic jersey, that mm. Campbell jersey. Yeah, who has you a know. Gregory Campbell jersey? Uh, trust me, I've seen Greg a lot Gay. more than you'd you think. know. He broke his leg. He on the ice, was an absolute and finished warrior. his shift for like two minutes. That man is a hero. Who has that jersey? That's like saying, I, you know, at the time, yeah. if I was old enough, I probably would have bought a yeah, jersey I'm, after. You know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna dust off the old Tomas Caberlet and dust off the old Stephen Michael Camp for Ryder. Jersey. I was just but Michael Ryder, Mark Recchi. <laughs> Yeah, that That's, Tim Thomas thirty championship jersey up the closet. is for for Tim Thomas. Dude, they won the championship. No, no, he this, won this a championship. This is for Rask. This is for Rask. Rask this they, is for you. Rask has won a championship. Thomas no, has won a, cha- won a championship. championship as a backup. Yeah, Rask so, did not win as, it. As much as Tuka Rask is hated on by Bruins fans. Done. It, no, we would not have made nah, the two, not, 2019 Stanley Cup final, and we would not have made it that I was far say, in the Stanley Cup championship. If you want to dedicate a championship for the Bruins that you're already giving them right now yeah, to is, someone, is, yeah, do it to like good, Colin well. and Kevin Miller. Those are the players that you should be doing, not like players that played in 2012. <laughs> no, it's the, all the Bruins. Sure. This is the last ride. Yeah, that's last ride. This We're, one goes for Ray this Bork. Is, this, this is for Tiny <laughs> Thompson. No, this, no, is, that this is for Lord Stanley. You're just not even making York. any sense now. Right? Like, no. it's for, you just said it was for everyone. No, it's for all the Bruins that the contributed from when this, this era started. of success. So Don Sweeney. Uh-oh. Yes, yes. If, listen, yeah, if the Bruins win this year... Yeah, he, I don't care. Him and Cam If the Bruins win this year, I'll give Don Sweeney some credit because he went and got... He went and got Lindholm. He did get out and right? get Lindholm. He did draft McAvoy. I don't remember if he drafted, drafted Pasternak. I think that was the yeah, other yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the it other was, guy, yeah. It was, yeah. But I think because he, really got drafted in, I think he got drafted in like 2013 or something like listen, that. Listen, I think it was Peter Chirelli. Yeah. Don Sweeney. He wasn't that I'm not. Bad. I'm not. Listen, I'm not praising Don Sweeney whatsoever. But if they win the championship, he'll get something. He'll get something. What did he just win GM of the year 2019? Oh, he won it recently. Ugh. He won okay, some well, The team carried him. Yeah, and the listen, he they will do it. They, they, they're carrying him right now because he really hasn't made. Besides the Lindholm trade and signing um, Allmark, he really has Gregory GM. He really hasn't done year. a lot to like put this. Like he hasn't like made and a then, lot of, of moves. Of course, of course, dampering on that would be signing Mitchell Miller yeah, as that well. Terrible. That, that like, terrible. there's no place like for that at all Absolutely in the not. entire league. Yeah, and it's kind of. Push it under the carpet, like Ethan's talked about a couple things today. Yeah, that that's definitely frustrating. Still not over that, especially because it put the team at it, it, it killed the, the momentum it, yeah, for we, a couple. Yeah, games. we lost. We lost to like a terrible team the day after they did it. You know why? Because the whole locker room was pissed that they did it, and all the captains, all the leaders, right? They're like, "What the hell? Like, why are they doing this?" There was so, no way that he was ever playing on yeah, NHL ice not. this year, so I don't understand why they even tried. No, I don't get it, but. We'll never really understand that move. And yeah. That's something that one day, if I ever, if I'm older and I see Don Sweeney in a Boston bar or something, nah, I'm gonna tap him on the shoulder and something. go, "What were you thinking? <laughs> Come what on, were dog. you thinking? Come man? on, what was going through your head there? Yeah, and I hate, just to release him. Two, what was it? Two, three days later. I hate it because Neely's like, yeah, like yeah, it was the internal process, you know. We gotta, we gotta change our vetting ish. We got, I don't know how we got signed. Like you are the, the, you're in the front office. Yeah, like you have a significant role. <laughs> this is like, your job. Like he's like, he's like, yeah, whoever made that decision, or we gotta work on that. I'm like, that is your job to make decisions like this. You probably got the final approval, right? And if he was like, right, yes yeah. or no, right? Maybe you just watch the tape the on bus. this guy. Maybe he did a half day. You know, he worked from home. Have to, you know, when you work from home, you don't yeah, do he anything. Went to, he went to Jersey Mike's to go <laughs> be a sub above. <laughs> he took the, ha- you know, he took the second half of the day off. Maybe he didn't finish the 
whole pro I don't care, but yeah. so, you know, the people that messed up should be held accountable, and that should, and those people are up. all under Don Sweeney and Cam Neely. Other than that, not to put a damper on how well the Bruins are playing, they have a finish out the hard stretch of this schedule. Celtics, same thing. They're starting the hard stretch of their schedule. But listen, you know, it's coming up on winter break. These are the times for the good games. You know, unfortunately, I'm going to a uh, a Celtics Houston Rockets game with my hometown friend Sammy. If you're still listening, sorry, <laughs> sorry for ruining the surprise. I know none of them know yet, but oh I know. damn. Um, yeah, but the like Rockets aren't that's like, cute. Yeah, 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 you just spoiled players. it. Yeah, I don't think he's listening. If you he care. is, my bad, Sammy. But you'd find out anyways in like two weeks, anyways. And if the Rockets know, are like a fun team to watch, though, even though they're like not they? exactly that great. Yeah, Jalen no. Green is like oh, he's yeah. a Jaylen fun Smith player like, to watch. They got some young guys. It'll be. I'm sure it'll be some nice dunks and all that. Kevin Porter, um, I think he's also on the Rockets. And we lost mm-hmm. last year when we went because we went to the game where Joel Embiid went crazy, like <laughs> prime Shaq on us, and literally did not miss a shot. I hate Joel Embiid. Yeah, me too. But um, other than that, warrior. you know, we got 10 minutes left in the show. We hit on the socks a little bit. Anything else we want to add for the Boston Bruins, Boston Celtics, or New England Patriots before we kind of close that window on the first half of the show, first three quarters of the show? Anything? Nice Any- analogy. Yeah, yeah, I tried my Did best. you know that um, Don Sweeney's wife's nickname is Tuffy, T-U-F-F-Y? Um, do you have any context on why no, she's called that? I do not. Okay, so... Maybe we shouldn't dig too deep. I wish we could hit that. Whatever. Presented by no one. Um, presented by... Jill presented Lattie. by... Nick no Razors. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> there it is. There we go. Presented by Big Milk. Yeah, no, I... Um, is, is it fair to say that Marcus Jones may be a better yes. receiver than Nikhil Harry was for the <laughs> Patriots? Is it, is it time to call the Marcus Jones experiment in New England a success? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like I, I was setting set question. I think I was like buttering a bagel or something last night, and then my dad, who's not usually animated when we're watching sports, like is losing his mind at the TV, and I'm like, "What's Drop happening?" Drop the and puck, McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. Drop it. No, he'll be, anim- he'll be animated at Quinnipiac sports games. Speaking of Quinnipiac sports games, Quinnipiac women's volleyball. Number one team tonight playing Wisconsin in That's Wisconsin. So tough. Playing um, God. They're playing. The- Let's go, Bobcats. Let's go. You know, listen, never count out the underdog. Volleyball is a very unpredictable sport. You know, they're top guys. Except top when lady. you're playing against Wisconsin. Yeah, but you never, you never know. Yeah. You never know. You, you do never know. You never know. And sure. I, I would love to see him get an upset. And may the best, best team win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, Quinnipiac men's ice hockey and men's and women's basketball all have games at home this weekend. So if you're in the area, if you're in your car right now and you're going... Who and what am I listening to right now? <laughs> I'm sure it happens, right? If you're driving, what time is it? You're driving home from your Saturday work shift around five. You know, it's actually, Saturday, oh, it's it. actually, it's Friday today. I'm gonna plug myself here. If you're listening oh. on Saturday in the car, your boy's doing play-by-play for some men's hockey. Seven o'clock, qbsn.com, the qbsn.com <laughs> backslash listen. Uh, make sure to tune in for some men's hockey call. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's gonna be exciting. Shout out, Seth. Doing great things for QBSN. I am QBSN. That's what we should get that on a shirt for you. I don't know about that. Not yet. Um, speaking of that, it should I be a great. That far. <laughs> it should be a great weekend of sports. Um, no, no Sunday football. So, well, there's going to be Sunday football. It's just nope. It's all canceled. Oh, Actually, okay. the Jets are gonna maybe oh. have a contest with the Vikings. I saw. A we'll Jet, see I saw if a it's theory be about the Jets today. I saw a theory about the Jets today. You guys want to hear it while we still got time? Okay. All right, so the Jets. Whether I want to hear it or not, you're going to say it. The Jets play the Vikings this week. Yes. In Minnesota? Correct. Right? The game, next week's game, Jets-Bills. Right? Yes. 
was supposedly supposed to get flexed to primetime football, right? Now, why would they Ooh. flex that? Because, you know why? It's a division matchup. The, yes, but if you guys win this week, isn't it going to be extremely close between the Jets and the Bills, record-wise? Uh, maybe. If. They'll have the head-to-head. Yeah, or and because you guys... for the head-to-head. And you guys what? beat them, right? So yeah. there's a theory going around that you guys are going to win this week. If they win, is get flexed? If you guys beat the Vikings, the... CBS or the league wanted to flex it. If the league wants to flex it, maybe they know something like uh, you know. Uh-oh. I mean, never know. Maybe there's some so rigging going on. Is that I'm here? Yeah, I mean, there was some potential. So you know, hammer the Jets money line this weekend. Yeah, don't mean, hammer the money Jets line. <laughs> yeah, my betting, know. my betting advice of the week is hammer the Vikings money line. I don't know because like the Vikings deep offense is so explosive, mm-hmm. but the Jets defense, especially their very protection, out. very good. They're a very you, good defense. The defense that couldn't beat the Patriots twice. The Patriots that okay, that was offense a, that sucks. That wasn't a defensive. Yeah, but they also held. That wasn't a loss points, on the defense. So. That was a loss on the Jets' offense. Zach Wilson lost that game, not the Jets' That's defense. True. Are you a Mike White over Zach Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike, Mike White is screensaver. Mike White is screensaver. For the future, though, I'm saying for the future. Uh, He's only what. I don't know. We'll see. Seven or something like if that. If he, if Mike White can bring the Jets to the playoffs, then I will be. If is the that Jets, embarrassing to have a bust at your second overall pick and only a second season? Dude, we had no. It's a bit too early to call it's, him a bust. Sam Darnold. We had Sam. It's old news. It, yeah, it's right. seen, it's, it's just, the writing's on the wall. It's a year. It's a yearly thing. Look at Baker yeah, Mayfield. It's expected. He's a Baker bust. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. He is a, a bust. bust. Baker yeah. Mayfield is yeah, Baker Mayfield the definition bust. of bust. Yeah, Heisman like, winner. I'm not. I'm. To say that I'd be upset about Zach Wilson, I'm a little bit disappointed. Not surprised. I don't care anymore because Mike White's doing pretty good. So it doesn't matter who they drafted. They still got. They got their guy. Is Mike White the guy? He is a guy. Uh, he's a guy. Oh, he's a guy That's for sure. For sure. I mean, my guy. You know, he beat the Bengals last year, throwing over 200 yards. Bengals. Didn't he catch one? No. Mm. No. He did, did, I think. Did he? I think he did. The, the picture of him going like. I think he did. That on the ground. It was Let either that, that or a two point conversion. What was it? I, Jets? He, I, I remember there was a two point conversion involved. Nope, um, this is from earlier in the year. I don't want that. Yeah, right now, I'm liking Mike White. Mike White's looking pretty Jets good. Jets, Bengals, Mike White. Beat you to it. Whatever, dude. He's, right here. He's not looking good. Yeah, they, they ran the Philly special. Jets receiving. Ah, yes. uh, right here, found it. It's not showing up that he caught it, but let me see this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Insert clip of Mike White. Oh, yeah, it was for the two point conversion. It was yeah, it was a two point. Oh, okay. Then no wonder it didn't show up on the stats. Final All thoughts, right, episode yeah. nine. All right, yeah, here right here. here we go. We're watching it. This for, is real good who, radio. For those who aren't listening or watching, oh, for those who can't watch, Jameson Crowder. And then he does his little arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I remember that. That was... Uh, you know what? As a fan of the game, seeing that was kind of fun. Best quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Dude. Uh, no. That was a hot take. Bye. No. 405 oh, and three by. touchdowns. Okay. Stand by. Do you know any other West Kentucky quarterback? Bailey Zappi. There you go. Josh Johnson had to go in that game. And then I think the week after that, he had to play the Colts on Thursday Night Josh Football. Johnson had... Where he actually played game. good. Josh, yeah. He but was pretty was a, good. That was a rough game against that Colts. Yeah, the, the Colts. But yeah, Jonathan the Taylor. were terrible last year. They weren't terrible. Dude, they should have beat that Colts team. They were not that good. Their, their defense isn't what it is now. And Jonathan Taylor is Yeah, he was good. having a great, game, uh, great season last year, but Carson Wentz was their QB. 
Yeah, but like, and their defense was like not as good as it is now. Still, um, like they have like Yannick and Gakwe now. I think they still had Barrett, Shaq Barrett. No, Shaq yeah. Leonard. Shaq, Shaq Leonard. Leonard. Um, yeah, Gilmore. Like their defense was pretty. It was good. It was better than the Jets' offense. That's for sure. Yeah, but um, before we wrap up, let's just play a game of Weddle. Yeah, want to do that? Ren's no? shaking his head. We got like two more minutes, anyways. Wants we got to get out of here. We got Well, we got uh, We got a time schedule here. Okay. If we want to get the. I only, I only, I only want to wrap this up so that I don't have to edit two audio files because they go <laughs> hourly. And then all right, all right, all right, all right. So let's just Fair keep enough. talking for a little. All right, no, bit no, no, more. no, no, no. Um, just final thoughts for episode nine here. Um, don't, don't, don't. This is the door you're going to open, and we're going to inevitably... Let's say something quick. We got the minute and 30. Go Bruins, go Celtics, go Pats, go Red Sox. Yes, Red Sox. Um, yeah, hopefully they <laughs> send Bogarts and uh, Devers. And, um, go half of New York sports teams. My half Bobcats, specifically. Baby. Go Bobcats. Your half, you mean the team the team that you root for that lives in New England? We got a wide receiver. What? You live in New England. I reworded that wrong. Just you mean the team that lives in New Jersey, plays in New Jersey? Correct. Is that what you meant? Okay. But yes. you live in New England. I do live in New England. All right, go Red Okay. Th- this was your top 10 radio show of Boston, whatever. Yeah, thanks again for tuning in, um, and enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Have a good time. As always, this has been B&E Boss Sports Radio, Episode 9. Take, Take care. care. Brush, Brush it. it.